Welcome to the Valley of Grace podcast, helping women reclaim their power and identity so they will know they are enough. Today is episode 136, and it is entitled, What Happens When the Spirit of Manipulation Meets Up with the Spirit of Distraction? And before we get to uh, the discussion for today, I just want to give a shout out to Timothy Horton, who brings our intro and outro music every single week. I am praying blessings upon you, ladies, and I hope that God speaks to your heart through this message. Without further ado, here is the message. Today, I want to talk about what happens when the spirit of distraction meets up with the spirit of manipulation. (laughs) Okay, so it's four things that happen when the spirit of distraction and the spirit of uh, manipulation meet up, okay? And just having those two together, drinking that so to speak, is like having literally the perfect storm, okay? When you are healing, you are doing a lot of work. It takes a lot of effort. It takes a lot of energy. uh, It takes a lot of time, okay? Healing is nothing to play with. The benefits of healing is just astronomical, but there is time, energy, and effort involved, okay? And it also requires you to be at a state where you are in stillness with the Lord. And this stillness occurs in those be still and no moments, okay? And it's not the energizing uh, moments where you keep going and going. It's those be still and no moments when you are able to get that clarity when you're healing, okay? You cannot have a come to Jesus moment, all right, without having that be still and no moment. And that's when the really hard work, okay, when you get down to the wire, down there in the dirt, and doing the hard work of reclaiming your power and identity. So once again, I'm going to remind you of what we're going to talk about, the four things that happen. When the spirit of distraction meets up with the spirit of manipulation. And so what I'm going to do, I'm going to read through 2 Samuel 11, 1 through 3. 
It says, in the spring, at the time when kings go off to war, David sent Joab out with the king's men and the whole Israelite army. They destroyed the Ammonites and besieged Rabbi, but David remained in Jerusalem. One evening, David got up from his bed and he walked around the roof of the palace. From the roof, he saw a woman bathing. The woman was very beautiful, and David sent someone to find out about her. So think about this. David was supposed to be at war, okay? You just left your toxic relationship, and you're supposed to be working on reclaiming your power and identity. And the first step in reclaiming this power and identity, as I talk about a lot, is healing. That's the first step, okay? But all of a sudden, all kind of things are catching your eyes when you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing when you are supposed to be doing it. You get bored and you do like David. You head on up to the rooftop. Hmm. I wonder what's up there. As if you didn't know what was up there before, right? But when we get bored, we just start doing some crazy stuff, right? When we get distracted from what our mission is, we start doing some crazy stuff, okay? So once again, I'm going to remind you as we get right into it, four things that happen when the spirit of distraction and the spirit of manipulation meet up. Number one, you become a backup plan. <laughs> Now, you know, when you go to the eye doctor, they write you a prescription to get some new eyeglasses, right? So you got the new prescription and you're like, oh, wow. Okay. You feel like you can see again, right? Okay. So then they'll ask you, I've had them to ask me before, do you want to discard the old eyeglasses with us or do you want to just go ahead and keep the old ones, going to keep the old frames just in case? Something happens to the new ones and you'll have a backup while you wait for some more, right? To get processed, right? But I'm going to uh, make some more new eyeglasses for you, right? And then you sit there and you kind of think about it because I said, like, God, do I want to? And nine times out of ten, I brought the eyeglasses home. <laughs> I did, okay? So think about that. So once the toxic F, uh, X left you, and they're experiencing somebody new, <laughs> okay? They are used to how that new person operates. It don't even matter if that new person is not a better, so-called better, uh, better, uh, better version of you. They are used to being with that new person, okay? So even if it's not working out, they want to keep the new person. However, they want you to stand in as the backup prescription. That's like keeping that old prescription of your eyeglasses. They want you to serve up as their plan B and to be there all the time as that plan B, okay? They still want it. Like I said, even if the new prescription don't work out for them, they still want it. And so... Um, if the new wife or the new girlfriend doesn't work out, then they figure, well, I still have her in my back pocket. 
That's like you take your phone, you try to decide whether to take your phone with you. I know sometimes I do that. If I get ready to walk over to the lake, do I want to take my cell phone with me or not? And I start debating on it. And then I think about that'll be just a moment where it's a beautiful sunset and I would hate that I didn't get the pictures or I want to listen to a podcast on the way and I just stick the phone in my back pocket. So they want to keep you in their back pocket. And what what's, that's called is called a Hoover. And sometimes they call it a Hoover maneuver when you are backup plan, okay? So uh, even though when you are you were with the ex, you knew how they were, you got out of that relationship, when you deal with a spirit of distraction and your mind starts wondering, like David's mind started wondering, and he went up on that rooftop, all of a sudden you start thinking, oh, you start entertaining conversations with them. You see what I'm saying? And uh, you think you can just be friends with them. I think about that. Friends with an ex who was toxic. I'm not talking about a non-toxic ex. But friends with an ex who is toxic is like playing with fire. If we have little kids, and think about it with toddlers, and you train them, and they keep going over to the stove, they see you working with it, and everything in them wants to just go and turn that knob. But they keep going and you're like, no, no. And then you have to start doing like that and you stay still ahead on over there. It's like playing with fire. When you are with the spirit of distraction and manipulation and you are being sucked in like that, okay? Because that is what their goal is. You just don't know about it uh, yet. A spirit of manipulation is what it is. It is always seeking, okay? always seeking someone to abuse, use, or run a game on. And some of the favorite quotes is, I love you. You know I always love you. We can be friends. And so what we can be friends translates over to is, if she doesn't work out, I can always come back to you. Okay? And so when we entertain conversations with people that we were with that are toxic, okay, a toxic ex, we are signing ourselves up to be part of the Hoover Maneuver. And that is through the spirit of manipulation, okay? You're not going to come out okay. You didn't come out okay to begin with. You're in the point of reclaiming your power and identity, the second time around is always worse. Each time it gets worse and worse, okay? So number two, the second thing that happens when the spirit of distraction and the spirit of manipulation meet up, texting, calling, emailing emits emotional and spiritual energy, okay? Unless it's a conversation about uh, setting up your children's visitation, some change in the visitation schedule, uh, the drop-offs and the pickups, or the, the kind of like transition spots for doing that, it would be the conversations with them would be unnecessary. I mean, just, I don't even know any other way of saying it, except to say that it would just be unnecessary. And it is through conversation in the beginning, when you were love bombed, that you were able to be disarmed and you 
got to the point, I would say that after the person disarmed you, you just started telling everything. And you realized later that you told more about you than they told you about them. Okay? So like I said, unless there is conversation about visitations and different things with the children, at all possible, no contact in order to be able to heal. And a lot of times you'll find yourself making up excuses. Oh, I got to talk to them about something serious that's going on with the kids. And I'm not saying serious things do not happen because they do. However, when you get into three and four hours of conversation and you got a spirit of distraction and a spirit of manipulation involved, you are in for being entrapped. Okay. In Psalms 55, 21, it says his talk is smooth as butter, yet war is in his heart. His words are more soothing than oil, yet they are drawn swords. And then for some of you, your kids might be grown, grown and you're still finding an excuse to speak to your toxic ex all in the name of talking about the kids who are grown. And then that's when you got to ask yourself, is this really necessary? We fool ourselves into making up all kinds of excuses for listening to foolishness. And it's a lie straight from the pit. Straight from the pit of hell is a lie. And you know it and Satan knows it. And in the uh, uh, scriptures, it tells us to test the spirit. Just simply test the spirit. But a lot of times we get caught up with the spirit of distraction and spirit of manipulation. All reasoning goes out the door. It says, beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. For many false prophets have gone out into the world. By this, you know the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. And every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. It's simply not from God, okay? And when we are in conversations with these uh, exes as toxic, we start to believe anything, literally. And then it says, this is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you heard was coming and now is in the world already. Little children, you are from God and have overcome them. He who is greater in you is greater than he who is in the world. And when it comes to unworthiness and not enoughness, it takes a while for that to build up. But a sign that it is building up is when you... When your response to entertaining foolishness from your ex who was toxic, when your response as being royalty, God's daughter, is basically like, ain't nobody got time for this. I've worked too hard on myself to keep going back to Egypt. Okay? Pre-qualified already with Jesus' death on the cross before I was born to let me know that I am enough. I don't need him to tell me that. That's how you know you are grown. So the third uh, thing that happens when the spirit of distraction and the spirit of manipulation meet up, the third thing that happens is that social media scrolling kills your 
spirit. Okay? And what happens is you end up making up an excuse as to why you need to go out on Facebook or Instagram, Twitter, wherever he's at. And uh, it's like you're checking on things for the sake of your children, once again, only to make yourself feel worse because you're looking to see what they're doing, how they're doing it, who they're doing it with, where they're doing it, etc. <laughs> Why they're doing it, all of this. And this Satan will have us to believe anything. This could be all for the simple fact of trying to Make sure what's going on with your children. And some things are for the sake of the children. A lot of things are for the sake of just being nosy. There's no other way to put it except for just being nosy. And as they say, curiosity killed the cat. In certain situations, curiosity does kill the cat because in a sense, it becomes almost self-abuse when we keep doing something that we know is going to hurt us as in going out to see what the ex is doing after you guys have gotten a divorce, okay? And it's not like it's going to be anything different going on. You go, oh, I wonder what kind of car, what kind of house, what kind of woman, what kind of vacations. You forgot that was you. <laughs> it's just a different production, all right? And uh, it's not going to help you heal, okay? Which leads us to number four. The fourth thing that happens when a spirit of distraction and the spirit of manipulation meet up, a spirit of loneliness causes you to do things you wouldn't normally do. You're doing anything not to be lonely, okay? You get to the point of uh, meeting up with your ex, okay? So you know that's something. If you've gotten to the point where you're meeting up with your ex, okay, and then you are entertaining longer conversations, okay? And you're going, you're fooling yourself and you're telling your friends, oh, you know what? They're doing so much better now. I think God is doing a mighty work in them. Somehow Satan got a hold of your mind. And it's not that people can't change. That's not what I'm saying. People can change, okay? And uh, the thing is, they're holding these longer conversations with you because it's something they need. Either it's post-divorce paperwork that needs to be taken care of, something all of a sudden that it popped up on the credit report or whatever. But to you, it's like, oh, they're doing so much better. They've changed. That's not what's going on, okay? They're smoothing you over to take over a bill or to do be some type of character witness for them. And of course, even if it lasts six, seven months, even up to a year, this is all a production in order to be able to get the thing done that they want to have done, okay? The purpose of using you, basically. And it goes right back to you asking yourself, why did I think that they have changed, okay? You had the same pattern of behavior going on when you were married to them, okay? And like I said, not saying that people cannot have a come-to-Jesus moment. Sometimes they might later. But that's, that don't mean that that's God's will for them to have the come to Jesus moment while they're with you. <laughs> that's the thing about it, okay? Otherwise, it would have happened, okay? And think about why you are not with them. Satan wants you to think that this time is going to be different, okay? You've had 10 years, 20 years, 30, 40. Some people have had 50 years of the same pattern of behavior, 
but all of a sudden they've gotten out of a relationship. The toxic ex seems to be doing better. And they're not realizing that they're just being used as something, as a tool, because it's something that they're needing from you. So the good behavior is going on until they can get that something done. And then all of a sudden it's right back again. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Same type of behavior. And so I hope that it's something that you have learned today. I'm just going to go over the four things that happens when the spirit of distraction meets the spirit of manipulation again. Okay. Because I want to make sure that you get them all. The first thing is that we go back to the beginning. You become a backup plan. That's number one. Okay. And then the second thing that happens is texting, calling, emailing emits emotional and spiritual energy from the spirit of manipulation. Okay. And then the third thing that happens is social media scrolling kills your spirit. Okay. And then the fourth thing is that the spirit of loneliness causes you to do things you wouldn't normally do. You are already enough. Okay. And you don't need to allow a spirit of distraction and a spirit of manipulation to fool you into thinking that you're not because you're already enough. Okay. You got to armor up with the armor of God, with that helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is his word. Grab your keys to the kingdom and so get your inheritance. Until next I time. Give back, but I'm not intact to be sharing all of that. You took the price.